knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Microphone check one two one two. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another podcast episode. We are going to try to start booting them out left and right a couple times a week, if at all possible. And I'm going to do my best to make that work. So, welcome back to the MVM show. Today, I got my buddy Kevin on again. I think Kevin doesn't know, it, but he's going to be on a lot more than he knows. So, <laughs> <laughs> we we me and Kevin can chat and chat and chat about. The color of a Mallard's bill, I think, sometimes. I, I thought, you know, I thought me and Trous were bad enough, but I think even Kevin's another level above. So <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah. want to chit-chat a little bit today about the drought of the West Hemisphere. The mega drought. <laughs> the, they're calling it the mega drought. And I don't want this to be a podcast that, you know, is all negative because there is some there can be some positives in it, but just for those of you, and I know there's a ton of you that listen from the Midwest, the North Central, East Coast, kind of what we're dealing with, and maybe how we can work around it, Kevin, you know, and mm-hmm. deal with it, because um, it's not, all hope's not lost. No, 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 not at you all. Know? And, and at I, I kind of actually want to use this as an encouragement to a lot of you that I've seen so much negativity on um, social media. And again, that's not, when I say negativity, I mean, you know, we all have opinions and stuff. And I'm talking about where people are like, good luck. There ain't no water this year. We're not going to be able to kill no birds. And I I will say I don't agree with that. We will be able to kill birds. Things might be tougher, probably will be tougher, but you can do it. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Why don't you, Kevin, kind of cover a little bit about what you've heard as far as the drought and stuff? I was thinking about going into some of the weather. You, we can mention that guy that has that channel that people might want to check out on YouTube. That seems like you've had some pretty good luck following him. He's got weather. Um, I, I've been watching him now too. So, I mean, what are you hearing? You know, well, water wise for this fall, just in what well, you've heard. Yeah, well, especially out here west, mm-hmm. right? I mean. uh pretty bleak here in our California region, right? I mean, we're supposed to be in the the La Nina phase of uh, weather again, which is our second year in a row. And I guess that's not really a, 
out of the, the out of the ordinary. But dry here, pretty much in our valley of California. Um, but we're, there is supposed to be some substantial rain up in up in the Oregon's and Washingtons, and um, but you know, for our home base here, we're supposed to be pretty dry, kind of like last year, you know, and uh, you know, it's kind of par for the course a little bit lately, you know, and as you spoke about it, just, a, you mentioned it just a minute ago, you know, it's, it's not all bad. I mean, we, we get it done right. There will be water here. We'll just, we'll just have to dig deeper. Right. Mm. And our arsenal of tricks, mm. but, um, but it's certainly going to be a, a dry one. And, and that turns into, well, you know, we have roughly a half a million acres of rice every year here in the Valley planted. And that doesn't seem like it's going to be really decomp this year either with our, with our drought that we've been going into for about two years now. So, you know, what's the landscape going to be like now? Mm-hmm. You know, what have, have you heard the numbers of what they're planning for rice this year? Well, I, I, I kind of have, I don't really have those off the top of them. I can't really remember them specifically, but, but the rice plant wasn't, you know, way, way down, you know, it, so because people had their spring water, a lot of people had their spring or their, their, their flood water for their rice. And, mm-hmm. and if they didn't, they could go, they could use a well. So, so the planting of rice wasn't down. Like, okay. I mean, it, it was, it was down, but it wasn't like cut in half, I think, mm-hmm. you know, but the caveat is going to be that decomp water, you know, that, right. that fall water, that's where it's, seems to be pretty drastic, right? A lot of these water districts aren't going to, aren't really going to be putting out any water for these farmers. Um, so it really comes down to the wells. We've heard a lot of well talk, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, if you got a well, you can possibly get some decomp, but that's going to cost you an arm and a leg too, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Power's up, diesel's up, propane's up. A lot of these wells now run off propane. That's kind of a new thing. So it's going to cost cost these guys more, you know, yeah. and we got a lot, we got, as you know, we got a lot of rice guys here in the Valley. Yeah. A lot of rice guys. Yeah. Um, they have the rice houses, a lot of duck hunter. And so they're either going to have to cough up the money or they're going to have to uh, get out of their comfort zone, get out of their tank and uh, maybe hit up refuges or boats or, you know what? I think I've heard too, like out of state stuff's gone, uh, been booked up pretty quick. You know, like those, uh, or those places up in Washington, Pacific Wings and um, Eagle Lakes. Oh, really? A lot of guys, yeah, booked up really, really quick because a lot of guys down here know. Then you know, let's parlay that money, right? That they that they couldn't use for their rice club this year, so guys are spending that loot and going into uh, getting some guided hunts. Mm. So. Just to kind of cover, kind of have a plan yeah. B maybe a little bit. Yeah. Get, get, you know, they can almost guarantee, you know, everybody's loves the mallards and Eagle yeah. lakes and Washington has always produced a lot of that. So people are like, well, shoot, if we can't get our rice blind, well, let's, let's, let's take maybe uh, one or two trips this year up to Washington or, you know, yeah. And do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know it, because I got to be careful. Sometimes it's easy just to say, well, you know, just travel, just hit the road, you know, go out mm-hmm. of state. But I, I know 
because there's always been plenty of times in my life that was not feasible for me. So Mm -hmm. to the guys that it's not feasible for, you know, I just want to encourage you guys and let you guys know, hey, you know what? Um, To be honest with you, and I'm not trying to like just draw all this attention to the refuges, which it's gonna, it is gonna be what it is. I'm not gonna dictate that by what I say, but I will tell you from what I have seen. Me and you have talked about this before, Kevin. That the drier things get, um, really, what happens is, is it congregates the birds in more of, um, it congregates the birds more into the refuges because now if there's not all this water spread out all over the place. And you got some of the the rivers dry, some of maybe the loafing places a little bit dry and super low. They have more tendencies to go more into the refuges. And I've had some really good years where um, where it was dry, and you're like, oh man, it's gonna be so bad. And this was longer ago when we've had some pretty bad droughts. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, you know, this is. And that's why I've stayed encouraged because I know how that kind of works now. And and I'm just saying, if the refuges is your only place to hunt, right? Because if it floods, I'm like, ah, the refuges are shot for, it seems like for the most part, like a couple, two, three years ago, a couple of them flooded out and they shut them down. But even the ones that stayed open, which was a lot in California, they really were pretty slow because the bird, there's water everywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so these birds are just spread out. Like you said, new water. Now, if you have a boat, oh, good for you. You know, you're going to go out, you're going to find some spots. So it's like, I know there's, there's, there's caveats to both situations, but just to encourage the refuge guys, you know, I've seen nothing but good on the refuges when it's dry, but at the same time, that means more guys are going to mm-hmm. be going. <laughs> so they ding, ding, ding. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of, you got to deal, you just got to take it and deal with it and make the best of it. I mean, that's really all you can do, right? Otherwise, I don't think there's no duck hunter for the most part, 95% duck hunters aren't just going to sit home and and say, I'm not going to go. I think we'll still do it. It's just maybe you might, yeah. we might have to have a little bit more patience, which is not duck hunter's strongest traits. You know, if there's yeah, guys yeah. crowding okay. in on you or not coming out and letting you backfill, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. an interesting situation. Th- this one may test everybody's, it's already been tested, as you yeah. know, like yeah. everybody's COVID patience, right? Yeah. With, yeah, COVID and extreme numbers at these refuges. So this is going to be like year two mm-hmm. of that. Right. Um, well, shoot, it may even be a double, double whammy because we're, you know, I hate to bring up COVID talk, but I mean, it seems like it's getting progressively worse. Yeah. So, I mean, they might do some more lockdown ish type stuff and people mm-hmm. aren't are again working from home. And now we have, you know, it's like, Whoa, Whoa. But um, yeah, all's not lost. I mean, these refuges are going to have some water, but probably going to have the crowds. It's just going to have people find their patience going to have to, or maybe they just, you know, unfortunately, maybe they just don't go as often, right? Unless it's a really good one, that the number they get drawn, because, you know, it's just, maybe it's not worth it to them, mm-hmm. you know, to, to maybe fight a crowd. If they didn't get drawn, maybe yeah. they're just going to say, hey, let's do quality over quantity this year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if we get a, some good mm-hmm. refuge car dra- draws and, and do that, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, out here, I mean, you know, I, it it certainly helps to have some options in your bag, like a boat or mm-hmm. or or ha- have ventured out to some of these other refuges in our state, you know. But yeah, even even a, then, even it's a kayak, you know, even a yak, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this it's just be, it's just options. If you if you 
you know, if you're a very motivated person and you really want to get out there and you're looking for other ways, there is other ways. Um, and some of it yeah. may be new to you and un- may make you a little bit uncomfortable, but I get that, right? Like going out of state the first time, not knowing where to go, that's uncomfortable. But I mean, Absolutely. there is ways yeah. to do it. I guess, you know, you got to be the kind of person that doesn't accept no and doesn't accept the negative and the, you know, oh, that, that just, it's, that's going to be hard. That's going to be tough. It's like, well, you know, you got to make it work. You may lose more than you win, but in the end, all of that's going to happen. In fact, Kevin, the other day, I was so mad. So this is kind of a little, a little um, illustration of what I'm saying. Okay. So I had this online uh, coach that um, is pretty well known. His name is Josh Bryant. He's supposed to come on the podcast. We're going to talk about some stuff on the mind and the power of the mind and okay. thinking positive and stuff like that. But I've done a lot of uh, powerlifting. Never competed. I should have, but we just never did. But anyways, he's he helped my bench, helped my debt, like everything. We were doing it on our own for three years, four years, and then finally got him, and it was just like Thomas and I's numbers both skyrocketed. But the other day, I was so mad at myself because I um, just haven't been trying to go real heavy because joints are getting hurt, not are sore and hurt and just aching all the time, so just kind of laid off. Well, mm-hmm. I... Um, we were just kind of like Tom's saying, we're like low key getting strong again. So now I'm back up to, I think the most I've ever worked up to. And it was never a big goal is like, oh, the heaviest dumbbells I can do. But I've just, as you get stronger, it's just, it is what it is. So I was back up to the 100 pound dumbbells and uh, I was out there and I did really good the one week. I was like, okay, man, I'm I'm not even really trying to get strong, but I'm just kind of low key getting there again and uh, doing reps, you know, with them. Well, the next week, I, um, I was going to do it again, but I was by myself. Thomas was working, and um, I blew it. I, I always warm up. You know, start with the 20s, go to the 40s, go to the 60s. Just work your way into it. Get everything loose. Kind of get warmed up, you know? Well, right. I don't know if I had so much going on in my mind. Well, I do. I, I did have a lot <laughs> going on in my mind. And totally let that get the best of me. And I grabbed those 100-pounders right out the gate, and I didn't even realize it until like four or five days later. And I remember doing – I did one rep, and I was like – Oh my goodness, my shoulder! Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I repped these out like no problem last week, and I just draw. I did one. I was going two, and I just felt so much pain in my shoulders. I just dropped them, <sighs> and I was like, "What is wrong with me? Like, did I? How did I lose all the strength in one week?" I'm like rocking my brain. Didn't even dawn on me that I ain't warmed up. Well, four or five days later, I realized it, and then I emailed Josh and said, "Man, I blew it. Totally waste of a workout." And he goes, "Learning." is never a waste. And I go, huh, that was genius. I mean, learning is never a waste, right? Like you feel like, I feel like I wasted that whole workout. By then, I couldn't even do anything else because everything was just hurting and aching so bad. And it was like, dude, I learned a lesson. You've got to stay in the game. You got to stay focused. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. Don't, if you're in the gym, it's time to work out. It's not time to do anything else. Think about other things. You're there for yeah. a purpose. Stay focused. Get your mind right. And that's yep. what I learned. I learned that, dude. When you walk in that gym, you got to, you know, maybe I knew that already and I did, but, you know, being in the gym for eight years now, you can become accustomed to things and take it for granted. And I was like, man, you know, he was right. It wasn't a waste. I learned something and I won't do it again. Yeah. You know what's you know what's crazy about that you you know how you say that losses or you, what you know um, I heard this phrase just maybe three days ago um, losses turn to lessons mm, yeah 
Oh, totally. You know, totally. I was just, I, you know, and you just spoke about it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Three days ago, this phrase hit me. I heard it somewhere. That's funny. Losses turn into lessons. And yeah. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. And, and so that whole long analogy for the fact of, hey, you go out there, you go down the river, and you don't see a single duck in, you, in your kayak. You didn't, you, that was not a loss. It's hard for us to think because we, we're busier than we should be, all of us, right? Mm-hmm. We always have somewhere to be, somewhere allegedly. to go, something to do. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> it, well, in our minds, right? Yeah. Well, so we, that's why we think of stuff, and I'm bad at this. We and my buddy talked about this today. It's like we think of that as a loss. It's not a loss. You now invested time into going down that section of the river, and you either got skunked or you thought, oh, my goodness, this was epic, and you yeah. just found a gold mine. But I mean, like, look at Edison creating the light bulb. Look at all these people. How many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times of failure? But technically, it's not really failure because it's all it is is a process of elimination. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And now, you know, like you talked about going down that river. Well, you may not have got nothing, but now you know what it looks like. You know what to expect next time how to maybe shoot it again, exactly. you know? So, I mean, it's, it's more learned. Absolutely. Yeah. Losses yeah. are lessons. Losses turn into lessons. That's what I'm trying to be is just more, yeah. is be more positive. Cause I felt like I was a very positive person, but you just go through phases in life where like you start getting, you find yourself in a negative rut and you're like, dude, what is my problem? You I can't be like this. This, it doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make mm-hmm. others around you feel good. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Being negative and griping and complaining, it doesn't accomplish one thing. It doesn't, it doesn't no. help anything, no. you no. know? So it's like, you know, you don't want to be that guy that's a fake and just like, oh, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, we got to be to get like, I, there's a, you know, moderation there, but in all reality, I'm kind of preaching a little, I'm in a little soapbox right now, but for <laughs> reals though, dude, I it mean, is. I'm trying not to take the small things for granted, you know? Right. Easily can be too. Yeah. I mean, you can get crazy, right? I could say, well, you know, it could be in a hospital bed right now, but here I am talking duck with my buddy on a podcast right now. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. being blessed right there, you know? Absolutely. 
So. First, first world problems right here. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. So Talking duck on a podcast. So my idea is because I do have the, op- the option now. Well, I guess you always did. But just if you can pull a swing it financially, like, okay, you know what? It might be slow here for a month or two. Maybe it will be the whole season, but I can. Always, I got a good truck to drive. Knock on wood, <laughs> and I can. Yeah, and I yeah. can make the trip. You know, I may cut into time actually hunting more time spent driving, but there is options. And me and you both know we've talked about it. Me and Thomas talk about it. Me and Travis. Me and Jake. Dude, half the fun is driving to the duck hole, oh. talking about it. Right. You know. Exactly. That's it. Get right yourself there. wound up and pumped up about what could happen and what may happen. Oh, right. Yeah. Trying to plan it. Yeah. Exactly. The anticipation, what you may expect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, you cover all bases like 10 times over. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, and you never tire of the conversation. No, no. Road trips. I love them. Yep. Especially to newer, newer areas because you just, you guys are all geeked out about getting there and and the and the ride back is even great too because now you're talking about oh, everything yeah. that you experience and then you're calling your buddies on the way home that didn't <laughs> yeah. make it with you and you're giving them the lowdown on how it went yeah yeah you know and before you know it you're already halfway home on a 10 hour 12 hour trip yep. you're like okay cool <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? so true but but you spoke about options and i just wanted to touch on it you know it's like the more options you have via boat um, kayaks or willing to travel, um, you know, the, the, the better you could do every season with bleak conditions that we're talking about a drought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, if you're stuck in the rice, don't have anything that could be very tough for you. You know, at some point you are going to have to diversify. I think, especially here in California, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be willing to, have some tools in your tool bag um, because we're just, it's just, it's just too tough out here. If you're a one, one, one trick pony, Yep. too tough. You're going to hear the negativity on these, uh, on these, on these, what are these, these forums and with some of our organizations that we're members of, right. Mm -hmm. You know, on the surveys of, of this and that Um, it's tough out here. There's a lot of, you and I have talked about this to, at nauseum, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of opportunity in this state, but it, it, it's not necessarily there right at your, you know, at your footsteps, I guess you will have to work for it a bit, but, but once you know it, it's actually kind of easy, you know, once yeah. you know these, once you venture out of your comfort zone and make some, you know, and like, it, it could be very easy, but if, you know, the first time is always going to be usually your yep. toughest time, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to cut your teeth at some point, at some time, somewhere. And, so, yeah, and I think that's the thing that's kind of been lost a little bit um, with the young. Well, I don't want to pick on the younger. It, it's not because it's not just the younger people, but exactly, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's everybody. Because, anyways, what it's created with social media and I know like you said to the point of nauseating talking about this kind of stuff so much but um social media YouTube forums and I use you can use all that stuff it, there's nothing wrong with that any bit of information you get no matter where it's from is good but what if we're not careful we can let it make us lazy and depend more on what can they tell me what information can they give me 
I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want a spot, but I want a location and an area. It's like, well, man, you know, it's it, it, you can go in the um, in the book, and I've said this. I actually I got a video coming out soon about this, but you can go in the book just in the California um, regs for the year, the twenty twenty one, well twenty one twenty two season now, and mm-hmm. you open that up, and there's four pages of every. A, B, and C type refuge that you can go hunt and just go pick, go look, look where you're at on the map, look where those are at, and then go off there. So, I mean, you know, telling people, because asking where to go hunt, like you literally have to make no effort to, you didn't even look to see. Yeah. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not being harsh on anybody. I'm just saying like, that's like, okay, Yeah. I, I'm trying to say, if you're listening, you don't know, or spread it to other people that are newer. Hey, open that book. It's as easy. You may not have known that, and that's totally fine. So here's my help. My help to you is go grab the reg book for the waterfowl season for California. If you, this is where you hunt, open it up, and you can see all these places. There's hundreds. Surprisingly, there's tons. Yes, from yeah. from the border of Mexico to the border of Cal to Oregon. Yeah, I mean gazillion of them. And just look at your location on the map, Google it, type it in Google Maps. You can see where that refuge is, and bam, go give it a shot. It's closest to your home. Exactly. Like I mean, especially now, all these, even the older folks, everybody's everybody's familiar with uh, with uh, these apps or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. maps and all Onyx, that. So there's huh? like, yeah, Onyx, Onyx yeah. There's no excuse anymore. Everybody's mm-hmm. got everybody's got the same information. I've I'm I'm privy to. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, I could be seeing these guys out in the marsh, you know, because yeah. none of my spots are secrets. No. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's yeah. So and man, I don't even, I don't even tell some of my closest friends or you know right. where these some of these spots. I mean, I have a lot of friends. Maybe I tell my closest friends, but not all my friends. Right. You know, but. And, and yeah, it's, and that's yeah. I know. I I I hate even bringing that up because we talk about that a lot, and I don't like just over and over and over again because people are you know like oh okay yeah, we get yeah. it you know right <laughs> but you know I, I really what I'm trying to do anymore I'm not trying to say we're not giving spots away. What I'm trying to do is help people know where to look so they stop yeah. asking. You yeah. know this is where you look. This is where you can you want to know where spots at. This is, I'm telling you, this is how you go do it. So hopefully that helps people, you know? Yes. Yeah. You got all the information we're privy to. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, one thing I wanted, well, what do we, oh, okay. So actually let me look that up real quick. I was going to give you guys, help this guy. He don't even know who I am. And he's going to be like, yeah, all of a sudden I started getting some more subs. <laughs> but this guy, <laughs> Kevin turned me on to him and he does nationwide. Uh, do you remember offhand? I'm going to look it up right now. Yes. His the the show or his channel is Direct Weather. Okay, yep, Direct Weather. And uh, you said he's pretty pretty accurate. He's pretty, huh? yeah. You, you know, like every weatherman, right. right? There's there's a little bit of, but uh, he's got pretty good weather. Like you said, he's he does nationwide, right? Um, he does do some specific stuff, like maybe if there's hurricanes going on on the East Coast, but you know, and everything too. It, it'll get more refined as you get a little closer, but he's got pretty good, pretty good intel. I, I, he seemed to hit on a lot of the, a lot of the trips I went on. The weather was pretty spot on to what he had been calling out. 
you know. So okay, that's just, good to know because I mean, like nobody's perfect, but if someone can, if he can be right even fifty percent of the time, that's more a lot more than right, any yeah. of the other weather guys say, you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's. I kind of wanted to go over what he was talking about. I'm gonna have to go back a little ways. I don't want this to. Right, oh, let's see, it's gonna play through my phone. Let me um, let's kind of touch on what he's kind of saying. The forecast. Oh, well, I got it in front of me, so I can probably do it a little easier. And if you have something else, you can just throw it in there with it. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I don't. But I kind of know what you're gonna be talking about. I think he kind of said the winter forecast of so the 2021, 2022 season. He does. He does a couple. It's really good. You guys should check him out. Direct weather. And it's it's only like ten minute long videos, which is nice. It's not over the top. He's not just yakking about nothing. He has like precipitation amounts and all this stuff. But anyways, yeah. he's so. Let me give a few places. So like the the Pacific Northwest, he's saying it's going to be rainy and cooler. So it definitely looks like we got some um, precipitation Typical. going up there. And it looks more yeah. like the Oregon uh, Washington area. The very northern tip right before Canada, he's saying typical snow. Whatever snow you do get, it's winter is pretty much going to be the same. Yeah. And then, of course, the California, you know, it's northern's dry. Um, and then, like, from sac south is warmer and drier than normal is what they're saying for this season, which, like Kevin said, La Nina. Not El Nino's mm -hmm. wet. La Nina is well, dry. Yeah. Dry for us, wet in other places, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Washington's Oregon, and then to get hammered again, apparently. Yes, which is a something could be good for people that can travel, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, central, like North Central, it's saying the polar vortex, so it looks like they're going to get some nasty weather, um, which is really good, probably to hear for those guys in uh, the Midwest because they've had a pretty rough year last year, and I think even. The year before was bad for him too, but I, I heard a lot of guys that I know that are in the Midwest and like South Central, uh -huh. like Louisiana, all that. Just like man, it was worst year ever, you know. But that polar vortex in the North Central really is going to push those birds down, you know. To them, should be. This yeah, right. Yeah, that's two phrases that sound good. Yeah, polar <laughs> vortex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, they said for Texas, kind of all down there, like frequent storms. And Which, okay, they're, they're dying for some weather down there. Yeah. It, I guess it looks like Northwest Texas is near normal. So, you know, whatever they okay. normally get in the winter. So that's not a, anything I, if I can get a normal, good winter that we'd be happy about that. Right. Hey, what is normal anymore? <laughs> I know, right? I guess they're normal as what it should be. <laughs> right, yeah. Some <laughs> average. Normal. Yeah. I know, right? I totally know what you're saying there. Um, let's see. The northeast, it says huge northeasters. So it looks like they're going to have some nasty weather on the east coast and northeast. Yeah, that's another another Kind of nice a worst phrase. of winter, too. It says worst of winters right next to it which I can't pinpoint exactly what states those are, but it looks pretty nasty on the East Coast for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see here, where else? Midwest, like Kansas, um, all those, right, let's see, what else would that can throw in there? It says much cooler. So the, the Midwest, the whole central region of the United States looks pretty nasty for weather this year, so that's, I'm sure they're okay. happy about that. 
Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that should be that should be good for everybody in that Mississippi flyway. It sounds like. Yeah. So. You know, and they're they're feeling the effects too. You know, you know, we see some of these media outlets, right? You know, uh, gosh, what is it like the Mansitobas? Yeah. Or the prairie pothole regions above the yep. Dakotas and whatnot, Dry. right? They're yeah. they're hurting. Uh-huh. So everybody's kind of feeling it this year. Um, all the regions, right? right? Potentially just drought, duck populations potentially down. Nobody's gonna. That's another thing. Nobody's done a real survey since 2019, you know, for duck count and all that stuff. Not that I think numbers have changed that much, but we might be in for a rude awakening when they finally do, yeah. you know, especially coming off almost two years of drought, mm-hmm. um, you know, up through that area. But yeah, yeah. Everybody's kind of feeling the whole drought effect. Yeah. Right? It's regional or it's not just regional. It's nationwide. Right. So, but at least maybe we'll get some storms to keep some birds that are here moving for these places. Yeah. You know. Sure. Um, we're at thirty minutes, but I did want to bring some up. I won't say real quick, but maybe another five ten minutes. And that is that heavy twelve. Uh, if you guys follow uh, Mid Valley Mercenaries on Instagram, um, our Instagram or Facebook, um, there was a pro- quite a good little chatter going on actually about that new heavy shots heavy twelve. Which is actually a re just a rebranding of Heavy Shot Duck, which is their original oh, um, shot. Yes. Did you know that? Did you know that? No, no. See, see were you getting that mixed up with Heavy X? Because I kind of did too, dude. You, you, did. you did, you did, and then okay. you enlightened me yes. um, on a text or whatnot. So, yes, enlighten us. I I remember Heavy Shot, right? That's mm-hmm. the te- like you because you did mention too. It's not the whole. Um, 10 anymore they're actually doing it in the 25 boxes now yes like you mentioned yes so yeah that stuff looks pretty legit the densities are just Stupid. second to none yeah 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 so enlighten me and enlighten these guests too again like what was the price i don't know if you touched on it too okay. so you know again we got to remember it's this is 12 grams per cubic centimeter that's why so what it is and I think maybe there could be a little bit more clarity on the box because, you know, us duck hunters aren't always the smartest. But when we look at a box and we see heavy and then we see X, we're thinking heavy X, okay? So I'm going to give a little bit of differences and variations here and weights. This will tell you the density. Yeah. Heavy 12, it does have a heavy X, but it has the two uh, lines after that, which makes it 12, okay? Yes, yes. And Some if, Roman we think, if we think about it, yes, Roman numerals, if we think about it, Heavy X, what does X mean in Roman numerals? It means 10. 10. Okay? And then we got 12 over here. So I never paid attention until I really started looking and then seeing them change it to heavy 12. And they wanted to really make sure people understood that. So let's start off with steel. Steel is 7.6 grams per cubic centimeter. Um, I can't go into the old mathematical why that, how that means and how that works, but that's how it's weighed, Okay. Now you go to bismuth, which mm-hmm. is two grams per cubic centimeter heavier, denser uh, than um, steel. steel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought, it, I think it's 9.6 or 9.7 for bismuth. I thought, this is what I've thought this whole time until literally a couple days ago. I thought heavy X was in the 12 range already. I don't know why, just... Just that's what my brain thought. I never really looked okay. into it, never paid attention. 
So I've shot it before, and I was like, oh, it's okay. It's, it wasn't nothing insane. And if, I, if I'm right, which I'm pretty sure I looked it up, I should just confirm it so I don't have people saying I'm stupid. But <laughs> Heavy X has always been more expensive than Heavy Bismuth. Although okay. I, say, I say that, though, but Heavy Bismuth has only been out. Now I can't remember well, how long. No, I think, well, I think you're Heavy right. Heavy Shot just Be- released it. Very, well, right or did they have? Did they always have? They've had they've had heavy X for I can't really a long give time you, though. I think it's 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 been a but little. Not it's bismuth, been a while though, right? Not bismuth. Well, heavy bismuth. Oh gosh, I don't think they have, dude. Maybe nah, nah. a year, maybe a year after after the X. Okay, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, guys, that I, I didn't remember, know the details on that. But yeah, and I'm kind of spitballing here too. But I've had some friends that shot the heavy X over the last couple of years, right. and they raved about it. But that yes. stuff, I, if I'm not. Re- this is like last year, maybe the year before, it was like $44 a box. Easily. And I know that's more than Heavy Bismuth because I think Heavy oh, yeah. Bismuth is like 33 or yep. I've got it for 32 some mm-hmm. old pricing of, you know, so. Okay. It, that yeah. being said, okay. they are almost exactly the same weight. So. Oh, dang. What? Yes. Heavy X and Bismuth? Yes. Oh, Dude, dang. They're off a point two. I wouldn't even worry about it. And then I, and, and I, I know, I know, and I'm trying to be like, okay, that. So, guys, I'm proving to you right here. And if if Heavy Shot want to be upset at me for saying that, I don't care. But they wouldn't. They're not like that. They're very good, <laughs> honest people. For else, they're they're not. Yeah, yeah, they don't. No, they don't yeah. But I'm just telling you, <laughs> and that's why you guys trust me because I tell you guys the truth. I'm not here. Oh, just get Heavy X. No, I'm telling you, if you you can get. Between ten and twelve dollars a box cheaper for heavy bismuth, and it's almost the same weight. So just buy heavy bismuth. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you if you want to shoot something more than steel or heavy metal, okay? and we know anything, everything's better than steel. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Heavy metal is thirty percent. You got bismuth in there. I mean that stuff's. Yeah. I mean, and you again, the old argument that goes on all the time is, ah, oh, if you have them ten yards and. Yes, I I don't disagree with that. I shot still two and three quarter two shot uh-huh. for like the first twelve years. I still killed birds, but there's something just so nice about when it hits, it goes through, it penetrates, yeah. and it's yeah. done. Less crips. There's no yeah less know. crips. So, but yes, we, I agree with you guys that still shoot still absolutely. I'll still shoot still. I I got some in my my closet right now, like till season. Whenever I go back. To like with Matt, I got heavy till. It's just three inch six shot yeah. still. It's you know what, and it's all we'll say uh we're we're at a we're at a point, Titus, where we can afford to do it and and we want to. Uh we understand yeah, exactly. too that you know still works and if it's in your price range, just do it because we know exactly. a lot of these young guys they grew up on this fast deal, right? So they're yes. used to it, it's affordable. We they know it, they so, can kill So ducks, did I, you know. Right. And, and we, like you we said, it, it's expendable money, right? If yeah. that's what we want to expend, like to me, like if I have a if I have a a, wakebo- a wakeboarding boat, and I can make a three foot wake, I th- I look at the guy with that sick hundred and thirty thousand dollar wake boat championship wake boat, and like I-, I can do the same thing you can do. Yeah, you can, but maybe he wants to put more into it, and he likes a little bit more of the the fancier things and that and the yes. details. I I shouldn't be hating on that dude for that. You know, no, go for no. it, bud. Like you have them. You want to pay another five hundred dollars a month <laughs> for your payment? <laughs> By all means, it's your money. Do what you want with it. 
Exactly. Know? Just like if you want to wear a Walmart camel or if you want to wear Sika, it's your money. It, Do whatever exactly. you want with it. I shouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and but yeah, but don't hate on me for wearing Sitka yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you we know? we can we can josh each other and poke yeah. poke at each other. Oh, yeah, poke yeah. the bear. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But you know, you know, to a point where it just people get to the point where they just make flat out makes them mad. Like, you know, ugh, sick. Yeah, and it's like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <anyways>. well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so heavy, back to the. Yeah, okay. heavy X, heavy X, heavy so, 12. How lethal heavy bismuth is. I mean, it's nasty. Nasty. Heavy 12 is 12 grams. Almost, if, uh, um, it's almost three grams almost. So it's like 2.6 grams heavier. It's more, it's a bigger difference between steel and bismuth. Is a bigger difference oh, yeah. between bismuth and heavy 12. That's and loco. That's nuts, dude. Like, and I was telling Thomas, we were talking about it. It's like, dude, let's be honest with each other here. How much better can you get? Like, is it gonna make you? I don't. You know what I mean? Like, well, I know, yeah, I know, guys yeah. shooting still think that about bismuth. Like, you're killing ducks if they're twenty yards feet down. You're killing them with still. Why even shoot the bismuth? But then you're like going from bismuth where you think you don't get any better, and now you got heavy twelve. That's 12 grams per cubic centimeter. I mean, it's just like that's stupid. That's tungsten status, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that tungsten? Well, is? Full TSS is 18, believe it or not, which is nuts. Oh, well, it, it must. Yeah, my yeah. buddy. Okay, okay. Yeah. But okay. that's just a whole nother. So but, what's the price point for that? What's the okay, box so going for? Price Titus? point. This is what this guy found. I, I have seen, and this is scary. I have seen $75 for a box. Okay, but there was guys showing me screenshots, and I, I should have posted them, but I'm going to pull it. Actually, I'm going to pull it up right now. This guy sent me a screenshot saying he found it on Max Prairie Wings. Sorry if there's a little background noise. It's going to be me talking because I'm looking in the comments. He said, or was it? Oh, you know what? That was Facebook. I want to say it was 52. So, yes, it's, it is way, it is more expensive but I was actually really shocked. Like he said, a case was like five twenty, <laughs> you know. And yes, that's that's, an, that's yeah. a lot of money. But and like Tom said, where in the world are we even going to shoot this? And I said, dude, straight up mallard stuff. I will never, yeah. I'm never going to go on a hunt where I know it's going to be teal and gadwall. I will never bring that stuff with me. Right? Yeah, just not going to yeah. do it. Um, and so really, there's not a lot of hunts I'm just going to use it on all the time, but. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah, it's something out there. Yes, we can get carried away with stuff, and that's cool. I that's very very strong stuff. Yeah, you know, is it doable um, for majority of people? No, no, and people won't. But you're surprised, dude. I'm really surprised how many people you do see. See right here, this guy said on Optics Planet, it's showing 76 uh, for yeah. a box. That is three inch six shot. Yeah. Okay. But the other guy said he found it and I thought he said Max Prairie Wings for fifty two a box. That's a huge price difference. But like you were saying, heavy X, they almost have it sitting at forty two, forty five sometimes. Yeah, that's you know, and that was maybe 
pre this whole ammo shortage type mm. deal. You know, it was like 44, I think was a good price and even maybe two years ago. So I haven't really kept up on it, but, but I'm just you telling know. you, if you want to do the math, like uh, a guy, a buddy named Jared, not Jared. Um, oh, Tony. Was it Tony? Vandemore? No, I can't remember. Somebody was saying, just just to throw this out there, if you bought a box of heavy shot duck, which is the same as this now, it's just rebranded. It was like five twenty a shell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but, now, but now yeah. it's like, because they rebranded, put it in a bigger box. They could offer a little cheaper. It's like two... Which is still nuts, but two sixty a shell. So yeah, right. So unit saying, pricing wise, yes. You're like, oh, if you're wow. if you're a guy that like to shoot it, or maybe you know you want to buy two boxes for the season, you just save it for that special hunt. You know, that's cool. Yeah. But now yeah. you can get that and say, hey, now I'm not paying this much. I'm paying this much. You know. Yeah, they, they, we could always justify it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You know how it's stuck. We got to buy something new oh, every year, right? We- we could justify anything. Oh yeah, We're yeah. Fa- you know, yeah. I, you knew I was trying to justify that uh, twenty-eight gauge uh, oh, Benelli yeah. Cordova yesterday. <laughs> oh right. Uh, I'm still just. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So that stuff's good. That's that's really good. You know, I'm I'm at that point where it's uh, some quality and the price is good too. And to me, it's Bismuth. You know, yeah, give me yeah. back to the old lead days, yeah. right? The, and. Uh, Oh, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's why I want to yeah. say is um, lead is about 11 grams. So even this heavy, this heavy 12 is a gram even heavier than lead. And people, you know, obviously people swear by lead. I mean, you, right. shot, you, yeah. you shot lead probably, huh? A little bit when or, you were younger. Yeah. And that was even before I had my license. You know, I grew oh, up okay. in the lead, the lead era. Right. Yeah. And then, then when it changed to steel, all the old timers, we're like, oh my, this steel stuff, you know, because they were crippling birds. They weren't used to it because steel, steel was made leaps and bounds, right? Yeah. Before yeah. they just tried to compare the lead, lead loads with oh. steel. They just, you know, so they just put an, an ounce and three eighths of steel with the same amount of powder, and it was, it just didn't, didn't correlate, mm. right? They tried to keep it same for same, and that's what, you know. Um, so it was pretty rough then, huh? It was rough. You hear a lot of you go talk to those old guys who had to were in the era of lead to steel. Yeah, it was crippled birds. It was bad. Mm. It was bad. So it has gotten a whole lot better. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, imagine going from eleven grams, you know, to seven. Exactly, and I think people were still trying to shoot um, how they shot. Yeah. yeah, and fours probably. A lot of people mm. used to shoot fours and fives. So uh, the two is supposed to be the equivalent of a lead four. That's why mm. a lot of a lot of old guys or you know the two shots very popular steel load uh-huh. two because uh-huh. it's like a lead four. Um, yeah, so um, hmm. yeah, that's cool. So you've enlightened me to the heavy twelve because I had never heard of it before. Yeah. So yeah, that so. is cool. Little info. That's amazing. If something, if someone's interested in it, you you know, I think it's one of those things like, hey, your girlfriend buy you a box for Christmas and you you <laughs> save it for that special hunt. I mean, because hey, those are worth gold. Every shot you shoot, you know. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's a good thing you brought that up. And you know, uh, you're not going to be so frivolous with with shooting, right? Right. Yeah. And dude, even when that's I'm right, shooting business, so. I'm not like that. I know. I didn't feel I like it was really frivolous, but I really do get even another you, level of folk, you know, just like. It, you're thinking about it, I'm though, right? I'm thinking about it. See? Mm-hmm. See? 
Mm-hmm. You know, That's we good can go though, down a, right? It, absolutely. That's, we can go down a whole nother topic of like, why is it, why is, why are guys still shooting three and a half? So I don't want to go there on this podcast. We're done. Why not? But you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we know, we see people on IG all the time, mm-hmm. just bought a, some cases of shells and three and a half. So I'm like, I, dang, I pay more, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I'm, know? I'm, um, I get a lot of I get a lot of people friends around here that I know or not a lot but several and then on messages too like you know they're excited about buying a gun or their first gun or a new gun and they're like yeah I got the so and so three and a half and I'm just like I of course I'm like dude awesome man it's a sick gun or whatever but in my mind I'm like why did you just waste that two or three hundred dollars more for that gun just to have three and a half I I shouldn't say waste again it's just an yeah. opinion it's their <laughs> it's money opinion. it's their money. See- yeah, right. And I'm going to throw this out there. I got truth be told, my two Browning A5s, they're three and a half because the colors I got when they didn't no, come in three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but the colors I, the color of my guns, one was that eight Browning ATAX, which they don't make that anymore. Kind of like, I love that. It's bad, dude. Um, they did not make that in a three inch. Mm. So he's like, what do you do? And then I've got that Cerakote. Or that, excuse me, um, yeah, Cerakoted, what do they call it? The, um, what was, uh, Wicked Wings, pardon oh. me, Wicked Wings, okay. the Bottomland Wicked Wings, and that that was only in three and a half. So, you know, I could only get it in three and a half, but I don't, I don't shoot it three and a half. Yeah. So what do you do? But yeah, I mean, like, like you said, it's just it's preference and it's your money to do it. But usually what happens, I guess sometimes I think that, Against their money, but I'm just like I know these guys will never shoot three and a halfs, so it's just kind of like I don't know. I guess it's a mental thing. Like I have it if I need it, you know. There's yeah, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, there isn't. No, no. You know, I told you this. You know, there's some big time well known well known guys with um with hunting shows. I told you mm-hmm. they shoot a lot of timber that are shooting three and a halfs. Believe it or not, really? I was shocked. I was shocked. They're actually yeah. shooting three and a half inch loads. Remember, yeah, and I'll I'll tell you the uh, Doctor Duck, Doctor hmm. Duck and the boys. Hmm. I think I, I, didn't t- know I thought I t- oh, I thought I told you that you did. I forgot, but I didn't know that man. Oh they yeah, you told me. Th- I remember you telling me that they shoot three and a half in the timber. Yeah, that's the load they shoot. They like to put um, a lot of BBs down range. Yeah, that's definitely uh, getting more okay. BBs I guess I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, like me, I, I'm. People think this fool's dumb, and but you know I'm pu- I'm keeping those BBs tighter together, and that's a tighter yeah. pattern. So I mean, yeah, it it doesn't matter. It's just again, it's a preference thing. That's why you know, in my mind, you get like this, and you think your opinion's right, and you don't know why people don't see it that way. But it's the same with other people, you know. Right, and that's why I pump the brakes a lot with the right way. Yeah, it's not. There's plenty of ways to do things, yep. right? It's actually my way. Exactly, is what I do. You know, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good I'm in not, the hood. We're not the only ones shooting ducks, right? No. So, so things work for everybody. Yep. So, do you do keeping you. it real? Yep. Yeah. You do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, guys, hope you enjoyed this one. And um, again, just throw this out there, guys. Go in there, and um, if you listen on iTunes, which it, the analytics say the majority of you do, go ahead and uh, give us a rating. You know, give us five stars. Four stars, three stars, two stars, one. We were a perfectly five-star Kevin uh, podcast. 
With, oh yeah, yeah, and then I don't know what happened. We must have dropped the ball somewhere. Now we're four point nine. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> didn't like what they're hearing or something. But anyways, we don't care. We want you just to rate it what you want. If you think it's only worth one star, if you think it's worth five, go in there and rate it, and write a little review too if you want. Tell us what your thoughts are, and you can yeah. also email the MVM Show Podcast at gmail and throw us some ideas, guys. Email us and give us some topics. Um, and I didn't know realize this, Kevin, but I forgot Thomas like two years ago started a MVM show podcast Facebook group, which I know you're really not on Facebook, but there's like a, I don't know, maybe like 190 followers on there, but we never even pushed it and I completely forgot about it. So I think we're going to okay. get, get that up and running, start getting a lot of chatter going on in there get some good conversation. You know, don't, we're not going to let any people be, I mean, we'll just remove people that are being jerks, but yeah, where people can help each other and you know, yeah yeah don't forget about Bookface. that was the, yeah. that's what started all the social media stuff yeah it is <laughs> so there's the old og of the it social is. uh the social and, and guys check out kevin um his instagram it's rc underscore outboards and so if you want to go check his instagram out you gotta yeah. it's not a public one right like don't you gotta accept no I am public. Oh, you are. I am okay. public. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, hit me up with anything you want to. Yeah. He's chat also about a or... Pro Drive uh, dealer too. Does a little yes. side. So, you guys are yeah, thinking a about side a boat. Here. There you go. Yeah, we'll give you some unbiased opinion. Yeah. Of uh, of the Pro Drive. And I will say, so. Kevin did that with us. You know, we we went with the Gator Tell, and Kevin's not. Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked down. He still still speaks to me. Doesn't look down on me. <laughs> no, no, not yeah. at all. No. <laughs> So I'm just giving him a hard time. But. Anyways, all right, guys, that'll wrap it up. We'll see you next week.